0: Listener supported. WNYC Studios.
1: I'm Carrie Nolan. It's Monday, June 11th, and time for WQXR's Washington Report Online. Joining us now, as he does every Monday, is David Sanger, Chief Washington Correspondent for the New York Times. Good morning, David. Good morning, Carrie. David, there was an airstrike in Afghanistan last week that killed 18 civilians, and there were new rules this morning about pursuing Taliban fighters who hide in residential homes. What are the rules? Well, the rules
0: are basically that uh, they've issued a, a directive through NATO that would um, avoid hitting many of these homes, even if they believe the fighters are there. And this is a big victory for President Hamid Karzai uh, of Afghanistan, who's repeatedly stressed that these civilian casualties undermine the relationship between Afghanistan and the United States. And so he's pushed for this much less confrontational approach to dealing with the Taliban. The difficulty with that, of course, is that the Taliban are uh, very wise to what these rules are, and it's going to give them all the more incentive to simply infiltrate themselves with the local population.
1: David, Washington was awash in talk about leaks last week, with prosecutors announced to hunt down leakers. and And some of this is driven by your reporting for The Times and a new book, Confront and Conceal, you take issue with the word leaks. Why? Yeah, I do,
0: because it seems to suggest that you uh, you sort of sit around and wait for somebody to call you up and uh, or, or come by and, and offer to meet you in a parking lot and hand off a bunch of documents. And uh, yeah, I've been in the journalism business now for, I don't know, just about 30 years and hasn't happened to me yet. It's a great scene in the movies, but it's not usually the way it works. I mean, the way investigative reporting works is you start from the bottom up and you dig your way through and you take a group or a set of facts and you try to assemble them together and figure out why something happened. And uh, so the whole concept uh, that Washington operates on that, that people just call you up and leak is just not the way it works.
1: So was the revelation about the Stuxnet worm news to the Iranians? You know, Kerry, I don't think it was. In
0: 2010, uh, there was a programming error made either by the United States or by Israel as they put a new variant of their cyber worm into the Natanz nuclear enrichment site. And as a result of this, one day uh, an Iranian engineer came along, plugged into the computer systems of this, uh, this site, and the worm leapt aboard his laptop computer when he went home and plugged into the Internet, it spread out to the world. And at that moment, the Iranians uh, got to see this actual code, and uh, they discovered, as the rest of the world did, that someone was attacking uh, Natanz, and they likely suspected it was either the U.S. or Israel. They said as much at the time. So I don't think they've learned anything particularly new here other than uh, the depth to which the United States and Israel have been working on this for many years.
1: Finally, David, the president's gaffe, that the private sector is doing just fine. How damaging was that to him?
0: You know, it certainly doesn't help him uh, by any means. Uh, you know, you've seen on both sides of this presidential campaign uh, candidates who get up and they say an individual line or two, and as soon as they're done, they, they wish they hadn't. It's happened, uh, happened to all of us at, at various moments. But this particular one, I think he's going to be hearing for a long, long time. As uh, Governor Romney plays it back in television commercials and so forth to make the president seem as if he is the one more out of touch. Because, of course, the president's whole strategy has been to portray Mr. Romney as an out of touch, uh, extraordinarily wealthy uh, investor uh, more interested in the, the future of hedge fund managers and the future of the rest of the country. And this gives Mr. Romney an opportunity to make the case that the president himself is living in a bubble in the White House.
1: Thanks a lot, David. Thank you. New York Times Chief Washington Correspondent David Sanger. I'm Carrie Nolan, and that's The Washington Report on Classical 105.9 FM, WQXR.